Hey all of you out there in Eorzea, welcome to She Heals I Tank, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 31st, episode 108 of the Shit Podcast. I'm your host, Vegan Pete, and always by my side is the lovely woman who makes lots of crazy faces as I do my opener. I was trying to make you lose it. The lovely... Would you uh, like to ale. say your name anytime? <laughs> I don't, I'm sure I don't know what's happening. I was just trying to make you mess up your intro because you were being a butthead before. Oh, come on, Abby. I'm a professional. Have <laughs> I have I ever messed up on this podcast? Um, have I ever yeah. gotten rip roaring drunk and not been able to say words on this podcast? Yeah, you've done that sober. That is true. You're not good at words. Despite you, Abby. Despite thank you. me? <laughs> thank you for being here. Fine, despite you. As always. But more importantly, thank you to all you lovely listeners joining us either live here on Twitch or listening via the podcast. We're on day pat, day patch. See, I told you the words. You already started with the bad sounding day, words. Day now two. It's contagious. Day two of patch 4.2. And we want to know how you're feeling about it. What do you think of patch 4.2? If you're listening to the podcast, give us an email. Email us your thoughts, sheheelsitank at gmail.com. Or tweet us your response at sheheelsitank on Twitter. And if you're joining us live, just put all your thoughts right into chat, and we'll see what you have to say. What do you love? What do you hate? We might ignore them, but we will see them. How much did you get done on day one? Let us know what you've been doing. And there are a ton of people on right now. Like, yes. it's been nice to see. I love it so much. When I logged on today, I couldn't join the Novice Network because it was at its maximum. Oh, no. I don't I don't ever join the Novice Network. Well, I have mine set to join automatically. Oh. I don't because it's very rarely, like, actually used for helping people. It's mostly uh, just BS. I never talk in it. Then why do you use it? Because I don't know how to leave it. Oh, my dumb person running a Final Fantasy fourteen podcast. To be honest, the one on... No, to be honest, you're just not putting the effort into figuring out how to do it. You literally just don't know how to do it intuitively, so you won't do it. The novice network on Adamantoys is so slow that I don't even notice I am in it most of the time. That's fair. And there is a comment in chat, what is the green drink? And that Pyroxian... Is your drink the so one that you Pete's sent us? drinking a green drink since uh, you can't see this. So this was a fan submitted drink called uh, the Green Leaf. You didn't of tell me you were making it. Green color. I uh, went and bought the Sprite that I needed for it today. I know, but you didn't tell me you were doing this. I know. I like to surprise you every once in a while. And, and not make me a drink. <laughs> I didn't get you one. You can't have it. Sprite has high fructose corn syrup. But if you brought the Mexican Sprite, I could have had it. Uh, so I will be making a video for this. I didn't have time to make the video today because we've been doing a lot of stuff in game. But this has been a tasty drink. And uh, courtesy of Pyroxian and Mirju, who have been uh, making some of our drinks and posting uh, pictures on Instagram. We're also, they're cute kitties. We're also on Instagram, if you didn't know. She heals, I think. Pete doesn't post much. And uh, it is a delicious drink. I like it. <laughs> Can I taste it since I don't get one? It's a sour drink, okay. just so you know. This is high quality entertainment for the podcast <laughs> listeners. Oh, it's really good. It's like tart. I wouldn't call it sour. It's like tart. Because mm -hmm. you wouldn't really want to drink a sour cocktail. But um, 
A tart drink is fun. That's good. And he's even told me an idea he has for another one. He might have to brainstorm the ingredients, but I'm looking forward to that one as well. Nice. Very nice. All right. So as for new subs we had last week, we have Jake Koo, who uh, subscribed for the first time. Welcome to the shit. Hello, Jaku. And we also have a couple of resubs. We have Critical Gaming and Wando. Thank you to you all. And it was actually six months of subbing for Wando. You're not sick of us yet, Wando? I mean, come on. Pete is like the most annoying person known to mankind. He never shuts up. He never lets me talk. He just keeps talking over me over and over again. And like, it's ridiculous. Did your nose just grow like six inches when you said that? That was a bit. I was hoping for you to at least try to say something. You just like let me go. (laughs) Come on, you gotta you gotta back me up here, bud. And it's hard for me to believe that we've actually been doing the whole Twitch thing for six months. It feels like we just started Twitch, like the podcast doing it on Twitch. So wait, how long we've been doing the podcast for over a year. Yeah. When did we start with Well, we've been doing it almost every week. So I know, but for how long? When? We're almost at two years. Really? 52 weeks in a oh. year, so we're closing in on two years. Wow. Okay, then. So like a quarter of that time, we've also been on Twitch. Yeah. So thank you all who have been joining us. Thank you all who have been downloading and listening every week on the podcast. If you'd like to support the show, we'd love it if you subscribe on Twitch. Everything, Every revenue we get from that, we put back into the show. But if you don't want to sub, we'd really appreciate it if you just tell a friend about our show. Tell your FC, hey, I've been listening to this semi-okay, might not be everyone's cup of tea podcast. Avi's awesome, but Pete's kind of the worst, you know? Like, just take him or leave him. Mm-hmm. Leave him. Exactly like that. Tell your FC, half of the show is good. <laughs> uh, we grow by word of mouth mostly, and the more the merrier. Retweet our episodes when we tweet them out. Every little bit helps, and we appreciate it so much. This week, of course, we'll be talking about our day one experiences. But before we get to that, we have everyone's favorite segment. Greenleaf Minute. It's the Greenleaf Minute. And if you're newer to the game, you might not know that they introduce new tombstones and take away a new tombstone like every other patch or something like they that. They take away one of the, the, t- the higher level of the two tombstones. They take away the lower one. And they also made some quality of life changes. They got they condensed some older items into one singular item. So we'll talk about that as well. But first up, we have so vague. the tombstones. And in this new pet patch, they got rid of tombstones of Vary. Well, they didn't get rid of them because you'll still see the icon, but you won't be able to earn tombstones of Verity anymore. And you can't spend them on anything. So what are you supposed to do with them? Well, you're supposed to turn them in for Tombstones of Creation. Who do I turn them into? You turn them into Ariana, I think is her name, Mm -hmm. in Mordana. Okay, I still need to do that. I know the conversion rate is not great. You get for 2,000 Verity, you only get 500 Creation. So it's not the best. Yeah, but if you are already, you know maxed out on your verity what do you have to lose i mean you can't spend them on anything that's so true yeah they're kind of worthless at that point so yeah that's not too bad is this so is this the entire green leaf 
Is there anything else you're adding to this? Well, yes. The other thing I had to add but forgot to write in the outline. Yeah, there's nothing here. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot to write the Greenleaf Minute. I I'm like, going saw by this the, and I was like, I'm going sure by we'll the get to seat it. of my pants on That's, this one. Hey, this is why when I came home and I'm like, oh, hey, babe, what you doing? You're like working on the outline and you're running Sigmascape. I saw Greenleaf Minute and I was like, okay. I was sure. running Sigmascape so I could talk about Sigmascape. So you, I was working on the before, outline. So I still disagree with that. That was Pete playing Final Fantasy, but using it as an ex- the, the podcast as an excuse. No, no, no. I know the podcast is tonight. I'm working on the podcast by playing the game because playing the game is working on the podcast. It's not. That's a good thing. It's not, though. It is. No. Because most of the time, like, I'm playing this game just so I have something to put on the podcast. And now it's like, I actually want to play the game right now. So wait, but you want to play the game, but then you're going to give a subpar podcast by not writing oh. out the Greenleaf Minute segment? Oh, I am so disappointed in you. your planning First of skills. all, <laughs> you're always responsible for the Greenleaf Minute. So uh-huh. this one's on you. No, I'm not. Not at all. It was your idea. So you're responsible oh, for it. Okay, wait, but the podcast was your idea. So essentially, you're responsible for all of it. Mom and dad are fighting again. Winning. I won that one. I always win. I'm All a right. woman. So in addition to the new tombstone, <laughs> so the new tombstone is mendacity. You'll get those basically the same way you got creation previous to this patch. Right. Uh, you will no longer get verity. You'll get creation instead of that. So creation is the new verity. You turn in all the verity you had for creation. Got it. And creation is uncapped now. So you can use that to get all the eye level 330 gear for your alts. Ooh, hello, Dragoon. So you can get your alts able to do the expert roulette. I like it. But in addition, one thing that they condensed was uh, glamour crystals or glamour prisms. There's a whole segment about this later. I know, but I will. I had this for this. You didn't write it down, so I may have already written about it. I did, actually. Okay, well, I'm just going to tell them where to go turn them in then. I tell them that, too. All right, so now it's time for news and notes from around the realm. Pete tells me to write a, a, a segment on the new glamour system, and he tries to steal some like of my stuff. how to do it. That's part of it, is where to get the things to do it. Not on this Ugh. podcast, but in-game, love is in the air. Mm-mm. because This is a seasonal item. I get to read about the seasonal events. This is me. Stealing all the talking with the then words. do it. All right, so supposedly love is in the air because Valentine's Day is just around the corner. So, Pete, what are you getting me for Valentine's Day? You don't get anything. Why? Because it's almost our anniversary. So? That doesn't negate the Valentine's Day. We combine them. No, we don't. They're two separate holidays. I don't think so. Yes, they are. So, February 2nd is when this year's event is going to start. It's going to run until February 15th. Until at 6.59 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So you'll have just a little under two weeks to complete the event. You are going to be able to pick up this quest by talking to Lizette de Valentiones at the amphitheater in Old Gridania. And of course, the reason and the only reason there ever is to do any of these events is the loot. The fat fucking loot. Lots of loot. You actually get two mounts. Those, uh, some might say. So wait, the so the love seat is actually the mount. Yes. Oh, I didn't rec- I didn't get that that was a mount. So there was before we received the the half of a heart bed, and you've got two two sides of the bed, and you were able to put them together and make a heart. Well, these look like a a seat, like a lazy boy, but it's the back is the half heart. So Pete and I can we'll probably get the seats, and then we'll do our podcast with the hearts 
the wrong way because it's more us. Just giving you guys something to look forward I to. Know. So you can see what the, the mounts are like. Um, they are calling it the Broken Heart Pendant Mount. In, in addition to the mount, you're also going to get a Rose Wagon Outdoor Furnishing. It's actually very pretty. Um, there are also Valentino's Day Balloons for the housing item. It's actually a tabletop. Uh, Pete is not a fan of it. He doesn't like balloons at all, which is what he. It just looks kind of dumb. So it's very I know obnoxious. To, what I'm going to get you for Valentine's Day? I'm going to bring home a big, like, bouquet of giant red heart balloons. No, you? no, you misunderstand. If I can play with the balloons, I'm all about it. You like balloons? But if it's a fucking I even know you like in-game item, I don't want it. So you want balloons? Sure, give me balloons. Okay, I didn't know this. Now I know. No beer for you. I usually get you a beer. Usually, no, I hate balloons. <laughs> usually I get balloons you- Balloons are the devil. I get you my bloody Valentine every year. Chili for... says balloons are scary. I don't want any fucking balloons. <laughs> I take away his beer and suddenly he doesn't like balloons anymore. Beer's awesome. Balloons are bad. <laughs> I remind- Oh my God, that was a flashback. You remember fucking Napster and Metallica, that whole thing? Yes. And they made that cartoon where Lars Ulrich was like, beer is good. Napster bad. No, I never watched it. I'm sorry. Look it up, youngins. I believe you, but I don't really care. Um, but yeah, I'll get you a beer instead. Okay. So, oh, and also singular. Um, you can. I always get you one, you little greedy bastard. Um, you can also get the Valentine's Day advertisement, which is um something they've been doing regularly with the seasonal events, which is one of the wall posters that are a little more colorful. And just in time. For this huge influx of returning players in patch 4.2, they're releasing some new optional items. Mm -hmm. Money, money. For the little fee of $24. But it's account-wide. You can get the Mystic Panda. Mount. Mount. And it is a cool mount. I'll give it that. You know it's very likely just the Christmas bear reskinned. So it was very cheap for them to make. Oh, yes. But... The only saving grace is that it is account-wide. Yes. Actually, I think that's great. If they are going to charge this much for an item, which seems to be a regular occurrence lately, they should make it account-wide. I don't see... I don't like paying more than $10 for something that isn't account-wide. I think anything $10 or above should be for your full account. Uh, I think anything you buy should be account-wide. Well... Because it does not cost them anything more. Obviously, but I mean, I'm just saying there should be, if they're not going to do that, which they're not, there should at least be a line. Like, give, put a line in it so they, so it makes everyone happy. And as well, you'll be able to buy the Dote emote for $2. $5 mm-hmm. will get you the Angel of Mercy minion. What's that uh, one look like? So this is all like previous Valentine's Day stuff. Oh, I have the Angel of Mercy. She's pretty cute. Uh, the Kiss Orchestrian Roll will set you back $3, and the Paramore Vase housing item will run you $5, which seems a bit much for a simple housing item. But that some people maybe just that really want that Paramore isn't Vase. isn't even very good. Uh, there's also a sale going on until February 26th. The Far Eastern garb for men and women, Far Eastern Patriarchs attire, Far Eastern Matriarchs attire, Eastern greeting emote, and the Eastern dance are all 30% off. Ooh. Oh, I do like the Eastern dance. That was pretty cool. Uh, I'm and not the gonna, Matriarchs attire. I'm not going to go stuff, through please. the prices on all of this stuff. Buy them for me. But emotes are usually like eight bucks, right? And I think that's what the Eastern greeting emote was. And now it's 30% off. So it's like. 
five, six bucks, something like that. But the Easter, the dance do lasts math. a really long but time. But why is the dough emote from Valentino's Day last year only two dollars? Ooh, I don't know. And the last piece of news that we have this week is we got a little more information on housing this week. It's nothing uh, ground, nothing groundbreaking. Uh, because earlier that they said that they'd be adding the new wards about a week after the patch. Well, they've confirmed that it will be exactly one week <gasps> after the patch. Um, they will be adding six new housing wards to each housing district. District. So, Mist, Shirogani, Lavender Beds, and whatever the fuck is in Ulda. The Goblet. The Goblet. <laughs> um, so, there's going to be a maintenance on Tuesday 6th, the 6th, uh, February... God, I'm bad. During this, they will be adding the six new wards. When the servers go live, all housing will be restricted to free companies. Yes. So you will not be able to buy a personal house. Only FCs can buy plots. Uh, for your FC to qualify, you will need to have at least four members and need to be ranked six or higher. Mm, so you can't just make one right now. Or if you do, you got to work your booty off yeah, for it. Get the three people that you paid to join your FC. To do to, a lot of fates. Uh, do some stuff and get you some ranks. Uh, while you can't buy any plots as individuals, you can relocate uh, to any open plot. So if you already own a house, you can relocate. Like if you're in the mist and you find a Shirogani one, you can relocate there. Which is what we want to do. And the awesome thing is when you relocate, your old plot doesn't go for sale immediately, which prevents all the resellers of the housing plots. So that's about it for the news, I think, Avi. Let's get right into our patch 4.2 day one discussion. Ooh. We'll be leaving out storyline discussion for this week. Because I haven't done any of it. Uh, we'll probably leave it out for two weeks, I think. I know, but I'm just saying I can't talk about it because I don't know any of it. And we'll just be talking about the fights themselves. Uh, we'll use the names of bosses. So if that uh, bothers you, then you can, you know, just leave the stream open. Don't leave. Only got a couple viewers right now. <laughs> so uh, just leave that open, mute us, and go work your way through some content. Mm -hmm. So day one, I took the day off. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I didn't of wake work, up. not the game. Yeah, took the day off of work so I could play. Uh, I didn't wake up super early to play, and I'm glad I didn't because the instant servers were getting slammed and they had to take the servers down for a couple of hours for emergency maintenance. Ooh, that sucks. Uh, they were up again at 5.45 Pacific Standard Time. So by the time I logged in at 7, everything was working fine. I didn't experience any problems. So did you kind of get up like right after I left? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, makes sense. Um, Because of the previous 24-hour maintenance and the emergency maintenance, Square has decided to tack on an extra day of playtime to all of our accounts. Ooh, free uh, money. Well, any account that was active previously to January 30th. Right. Well, yeah. So if you're listening to our podcast and you just bought the, just bought the game, you will Wah, not wah. get that extra day. Sorry, no free day for you. Uh, we've had 24-hour maintenance before, but I don't remember them ever giving us an extra day. They've done this before. They comped us for I know MMOs have before, but I don't remember it in Final Fantasy XIV. They have them. Because I remember a lot of people are always bitching about them not giving us time. Okay. They did it. They've done it in the past. I never expect to get reimbursed because to me it's just a part of MMOs downtime. 
But it's nice that they're giving it to us. So all y'all that like to complain about, complain about that. Got, all y'all. You got nothing to complain about. He got a little attitude for you there. So what was one piece of content that you did this week, Avi? Bas- really, the only piece of content I got to do because I got home a little late on um, I say this Tuesday. week, but what did you do yesterday? Yesterday was Omega Sigma Scape. And that was pretty much because Pete was like, Avi, Avi, unlock Sigma Scape. We'll run Sigma Scape. And I was just like... Okay, I'll do this thing because you guys are all and there was like three of them like do this, do this, we'll run it with you. Um, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, but you have some stuff you want to talk about it here. I'm not gonna try to read your comments. Oh, but that's one of my favorite things is to make you read what I wrote. <laughs> this is literally like a personal experience. And so I'm not really sure how to even like read that. Well, I'm just gonna go through it. I'm gonna talk about it. Well and no, you- just the first paragraph. I could do the Phantom Train one. But oh. like read this little intro to it. I don't even remember what the fuck I wrote. <laughs> um, so yeah, this was the real first content of stuff, or first real content I did, because I logged on for an hour uh-huh. trying to fucking unlock the Ananta Beast Tribe. Oh yeah, you were grumpy about that, even when I was home. And every time I read the patch notes and it's like, you're going to need this quest to unlock this, I always assume it's just part of the fucking main scenario. Yeah. And I'm always done with the main scenario, so I assume I can unlock it. This goes back to what I just mentioned before about the novice network, where if it's not completely intuitive and right in your face, you don't figure out how to do it. I figured it out eventually. When someone told you. By having an FC member tell me. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. That's like when Pete goes, Avi... I can't find my socks. I'm like, well, did you look in the sock drawer? Why would I look in the sock drawer? And I open the sock drawer and there's all of his socks. Bitch, I've never been able to not find socks. I know. I was picking something completely innocuous, but it happens with 80% of the other things you own all the time. I love you. You can't see your freaking finger in front of your face. Makes it easy to hide stuff from me. It really does. It's kind of amazing. Uh, So yeah, that was my first hour of the patch running side quests to unlock the beast tribe and still not getting it done by eight o'clock in the morning, which is when I needed to have it done by to be able to run it before eight. And then after the reset that happens. At yeah. Lots so, of bummer. Fucked myself on that. Not in a good way. And I've done two of these fights twice now. One and two I've done twice. One says paladin, one says tank. And this is what he was doing or, when I was Once like, says paladin, one says tank, one says paladin, one says monk. This is what Pete was doing when, when he was, air quotes, working on the podcast. So I've done one and two on two jobs. I've only done three and four as paladin. As paladin. So first was the phantom train. Yeah, and this Spoiler. was actually my favorite of the raid. Oh, was it? Was it yours? No. Okay. We'll find out what you hers guys, is, is the whole time later. You guys were yelling at me, Avi, Avi, run into the ghosts. Run into the ghosts, Avi. Just run into the ghosts. Some ghosts you needed to run so, into. Like, well, that did happen. It was it was funny. I'll let you talk through it. That way I can bring that in when it actually... I'm not sure what you want to talk about it. Um, um, just that this was my favorite one. I really loved it as a tank. Uh, when I went in Monk, I felt that the fight was still really good. It had a really good just feel to mm-hmm. the fight. I think I didn't get to enjoy the feel of the fight as much because I had three men going, run into the ghost, Sophie, run into the ghost. Also, you asked for us to explain everything to you. No, I didn't. You always do but for I every didn't, fight. But I didn't. You guys were just doing it. I didn't ask for, I'm just telling you right now, none of these fights, I didn't ask for any help. We only had mm-hmm, help when mm-hmm. we did the painting fight and we all died. And then our friend Minish was like, joined Discord and was like, all right, you guys. We just died that one time, and I'm sick of raising your asses as a red mage, so I'm going to be in here and tell you what is what. Well, the good thing is we were streaming this, 
So we yeah. can go back and look at the tapes to see if you ever asked to exp- us to explain anything. I didn't say like, explain this. I might have been like, what the hell is this? What's you guys? I was like, wait, where did everybody go? And I'm like, oh, you ran into the ghost. Oh, I ran into the ghost. Okay. Like that's it was I was just talking through it because I was streaming. I didn't ask. I, I always go in blind for these things the first time. At least we just told you to run into the ghosts. It was funny. Chili Which, was telling his group to get groped by the ghosts. That would actually make more sense because, like, when you guys tell me to, like, run into the ghosts, it made me think that I never have to run into the ghosts because if I do, I'll die. But then there actually was a point where I was supposed to run into the ghosts. So it was all just very confusing. Can a ghost grope? Oh, yeah. It, does it just feel cold? I don't know. How do you know they can do it? Are you not talking hands. from experience? They have hands. Gropey, gropey ghosts. All right. So as I said, I really loved it as a tank because I didn't have to move much at all. Oh, you liked it because it was lazy. Uh, as a monk, I had to move all the fucking time. All the time. Because I was getting marked by shit. So that was the other thing for me is I, my highest eye level was Black Mage. Because I was playing different classes trying to figure out what I want. So Black Mage is technically the only class I had that was above 325. So I went into the Phantom Train and I was like, what's my rotation? Oh, crap. I had to move. What am I doing? And so you're like, how was the fight? I'm like, I don't really know. I was trying to figure out what button to press. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was running around a lot as a monk. And since I didn't know the fight and the timing that well yet... I was dropping grease lightning all the time. That was me with the Enoshian for the, even though they made it easier, I was so out of touch with playing it. I was, that's what kept, that's what I remember from the fight. And the good thing for Monk is that they've decreased the recast time of perfect balance. So I'm able to get my grease lightning stacks back up fairly quickly. Yeah. So that was nice. But overall, I just really enjoyed the feel of this fight. Like, the train is shaking, like the environment's going past you fairly fast. Like it just feels like you're on a train. Like I, I, I like wish, it. I wish there was a rumble pack in my keyboard and my mouse. I do. Remember. Like I don't know if the PS4 actually rumbled I'm or sure the controller, did. the DualShock, if it was rumbling while you were playing this fight. But it should have if it's if they didn't. I do remember we went on the the roof of the train and we killed. We had to destroy the chimney. And I didn't like I didn't know the fight and I dropped my ley lines up there and then the chimney like died like crazy yeah. fast. I just remember bitching. I was like, but my ley lines and I was trying to see if I could like shift back to them and it wouldn't let me. So it was really cool that we had to like go on top of that train car to kill that chimney. I don't know exactly why we needed to kill that chimney. Like what was the actual point of it besides just this is part of the fight? It was in our way. But you know, we killed it very easily and got shot back down. And that's the point where we had to actually run into the ghosts. Yes. And then fight our singular ghosts. Yes. Which I didn't know. Everyone's like disappearing. And I'm like, what's happening? Everyone's running to. And then I was like alone. And there was one ghost. And I was like, oh, this is when you run into the ghost. And then I was like the last one to kill it because I didn't want to like waste my Enotian on this one ghost. So I just took my time and made everybody wait for me. So the first time that I went into this, I was blind, obviously. I don't do any of these fights looking up guides because normal mode. Yeah. Um, I went in as Paladin and on that. So the second set of ghosts, once you get shot to a different platform, there's ghosts that you need to run into. Right. I assume that we avoid these ghosts like we do almost everything wait, in so this game. Wait, so you ran around for a while? Everyone but one person in my group ran around. <laughs> 
one person survived. Everyone else just died. So that is on stream if you want to see that. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Um, but I loved it. I love any fight. I I get annoyed when I go into a fight for the first time and we don't wipe at least once. Oh. Well, that's... I, because I think if something's a raid, like this is supposed to be harder content than a dungeon. Mm-hmm. And I do not get mad at all if we wipe. Like that should just be a part of it. You have to wipe. You have to figure out a couple of mechanics. I have to admit, I'm, and I'm going to say this to you, Pete, how you say I always ask you to tell me what to do in these fights. I never ask you to tell me what to do when it's the new raid tier and it's the first time I'm doing it and it's normal mode. I honestly didn't want you guys to tell me what to do. And it ruined the experience for me a bit i mean i had fun because i was streaming and i was trying to talk but i don't want you to tell me what to do when i'm running these i don't tell you shit okay how much have you had to drink you're you're like flip-flopping on your opinions we were joshing with you about the ghost thing but we didn't tell you what to do but you kind of like that's i'm just saying is like i like i like to figure it out well oh wait so you but you literally just said we were telling you what to do, and now you're saying no. We were joshing with this you. This is about a ghost. podcast, Avi. I have yeah. can mess with the truth a little bit. Okay. You crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Chili says the tether ghosts. You run those into the spotlight. Yes, you do. So there's some people. I figured will... that out because honestly, if you're a kid and you're afraid there's a ghost, you get a flashlight and you shine the flashlight where you think the ghost is and then there's no ghost so logically in the game when there's a bright light on the floor and you have a ghost chasing you you go into the light to me that was that was logical the only disappointing thing to me is they didn't use the mechanic that they used in uh what's the raid with gathatch when there's like a claw that comes out and you actually have to look at it. You want it to be like Mario. Yeah, I'm like, you, the ghost will stop we're actually using ghosts right now. We're, we're not going to use that mechanic. That would have been funny. That, but but I like that they use the light. Like, honestly, doing both of those mechanics wouldn't have made sense together. So it's either the light or the look at it. And, and I liked the light element because it kind of fit with the feel of this fight. And like I complain about the first time going in as a monk, losing my grease lightning stacks all the time. But that's not really a valid complaint. That's just me not knowing the fight. Yeah. Being able to keep them up. It was like me with a notion. I, I really enjoyed that there was so much movement in this fight because we're on a fucking train and it just adds to the experience of, you know, just going so fast on a train but track. It's, it's not a fun raid to do as Black Mage for the first time because there's... I know they improved Black Mage maneuverability, a move, ugh, maneuverability, but when you... I have only been doing Black Mage in like dungeons. You don't really move around a lot. You just kind of stand still and do your rotation. Um, it was a little challenging. It's challenging, but it should be. I mean, it's the no, raid. No, for not, not in the normal challenging, in the, oh, crap, I'm learning how to m- play my class and learn a new fight challenging. That's that's what I meant. Well, it might not have been your favorite fight, Avi, but it was mine. Oh, I'm not complaining about it. I'm... My my comment on it was I didn't have as strong opinions on it because I was so focused on remembering how to play my class. That was my opinion on it. But I did like particular elements of it. So after we took down the Phantom Train, mm-hmm. we moved on to a beautiful woman called Goddess Chadnarunuk. Chatternook. Chatternook. There you go. Look, he actually said it right the second time. Goddess Chatternook. Came out of a painting. I really did like the animation of her. She was 
not wearing clothes, but there was kind of like an ethereal kind of fog that that a like mist. Yeah, like hovered. I don't like saying that word; it's too close to my name. Hovered around her, but she's not actually like the main boss. What we are fighting is the demon Chatternook. The goddess kind of hangs out outside the arena, and she throws damage out to the off tank, which actually took us a minute to realize because the off tank was like, "Why am I taking damage? I'm taking so much damage. I'm not doing anything." And we realize she kind of throws her hand up and it lights up like periodically and that's her way of just kind of like damaging the tank so she's not actually she's pretty but she's not necessarily good so the gimmick in regard oh i never trust pretty bitches okay in regard to this fight is that there are four paintings on the ground in the different corners of the room um, and what happens is there's the boss generally in the middle not always in the middle and what he'll do is he'll draw kind of a line of thorns toward one to two paintings and that lets you know like which direction you are supposed to go which painting you're supposed to interact with um sometimes again there's two and one of the trick tips if you guys do this and there's two one of the paint paintings represents water if there's two it almost always includes water always go to water first so i kind of forget what all the paintings are actually of but the painting on the floor that you're supposed to paint over and get that effect is always like the opposite of the main painting. So like the main painting for your water is fire. Right. Like right. There's the, the flames the on the wall. The next painting in front of it. is like a spire coming up so you get in your plane to avoid that spire coming up. Ah. The next one is something at you so you put up the boulder to hide behind. Yeah. So Again, I was still remembering how to play my class and I had two drunk guys yelling at me. So I was doing the best I could. <laughs> Um, I really, I actually, this was... Overreact much? This was actually probably my second favorite fight. This was the only one we wiped to. We didn't wipe on the, the train. We did just fine. But we did wipe on our first attempt of um, Chatternook. Um, I liked... Um, I need to Google and remember how to assign the um, the hotkey. The, like, when you get the, the button. Oh, yeah. So, there was a button in this, which is what you use to paint the little line drawing. Get that's a chocobo in... brush that's not used for grooming chocobos. It's used for painting. So, uh, there's a painting in each corner of the room, and then there's a little line drawing in front of each of those paintings. And you have a brush that you have to paint over to get that effect, the water effect that you talked about just now. The whole point is that there's the button. The button is the same one from Lakshmi when you use Vril. Yeah, so I just need to remember how to assign a hot that to a hotkey my HUD, Um, because I was having to manually click it. And that was honestly the most annoying part of that fight to me was that I wanted to just assign it a place. And it is pretty predictable what you're going to get when it always does two lines to a painting. One is always the water fire one. You always hit that one first. Yeah. And then you do the other one. Yes. Uh, There is one painting when you paint over it, you get to be Typhoon from the Gilgamesh fight. You know, you blow stuff and you have to blow the ads away. Yes, you need which is, so one player does this. Which is very similar to the Alexander fight when you jumped in the goblin mech and pulled the bombs away from the group. Except it's different. Instead of pulling one bomb away, there is multiple ads and you're trying to blow all of them away from the group, which should be huddled in that corner. Um, so yeah, I actually only did each of these fights once. So this is my remembering them and i got my drop on each so i'm like hey. and i'm still working on them <laughs> but I, I get mine in a specific order you're picky i know i just take what i can get like, whatever so overall i really enjoyed this fight this is my second favorite i'd like to redo i mean obviously i'm going to do the train one again um it might jump 
to my favorite or my second favorite once I'm like have a better because now I have a better grasp of playing black mage when I'm raiding like by the time I got to like the third one I was like oh okay now I remember how to do this thing when I have to move like that that was the thing it wasn't remembering how to play black mage it was remembering how to play black mage when you have to adjust for your movements which changes your rotation Mm -hmm. and so that was my like ah I gotta I gotta get all this stuff to click again and Chili says his team blew the things towards him. Why did like, you tell when they were Pete that, typhoon. Chili? Because now that's going to be like his favorite thing no, to do. No, I don't like getting in. Like I didn't like moving the bombs. I'm not going to like blowing away the ads. No, no, no. But what was the one fight where you like point the thing and it like attacks at your player? Oh, members? that was a dungeon. Yeah, it was fun. That was because everyone was doing it. Yeah. Like everyone could do it. But in this one, yeah, that happened to us or at least me. I don't know if you were on that run. Because someone that just knows we're supposed to paint over that picture will go and do it. And then yes. all of a sudden they're a typhoon and they have no idea what to do. Yeah. And then they'll just blow them wherever. Yeah. And so if you know how it works, you kind of have to adjust where you're standing to make sure you don't get hit by any of the AoEs. Right. Because all of those ads shoot off an AoE. Yes. So if you group them, like what happened is when the person grouped them nicely, he ended up dying because he was the one who saved the rest of the group, essentially. So it's going to just, that's just going to take doing. You do it the more you do it, obviously. And the only move that confused me in this one was I got like a prey marker. Yeah. And then a little AoE goes on the ground and I scooted my way out of that, of course. And then I got hit by like three other things that killed I, me. I know you were you were asking me about the prey and I was like, oh, does it does it hit you like dirt? And you're like, I don't know, it's prey. I'm like, what the fuck does dirt hit I'm like, like it hits you like it's dirt. Like you're getting like dirt, like smoke coming off of you. And he had no idea what I would, and so that eventually like I fully described it. I was like, so you, you get a mark on you. I didn't remember that it was prey. And then there's an orange circle around you and you move out of it. But then you continue to take damage as if you have the, the kind of drop that keeps hitting you as you run. So that one only gives you the one ground marker, but then it continues to chase you, but you don't continue to get the markers. So you basically have to just get that marker. You know, you've got to run and you see it. You, next time you do it, Pete, now you'll see there's like black smoke that kind of like p- 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 off of you. And that's because I died the first time I did it, or I almost died. I like, it was, took me a minute to realize like, why am I still getting hit? But if you run, you don't get hit by it. Well, I'm not that smart. I died both times I got it as a monk. Yeah, I know. And it's a good thing you're pretty. Yes. So that was actually my third favorite. Third favorite. Now, moving on to Sigma Scape 3, we have the Guardian. Mm-hmm. This and is the fight I forgot. This fight actually reminded me a lot of the Alexander Raid series. Just a square room. The surrounding environment was a little bit hellish, which I liked, mm-hmm. uh, but never really came into play. This fight just didn't seem to have anything new to me. I literally don't remember it. Like I, you, you're saying you're talking about this, and you, the only thing I remember is when you said the boss was like a robot. I was like, oh, like I nothinged this fight. I completely nothinged it. I forgot about it. It did not stand out. Consider, I mean, just because of how creative the other fights were, this one just, I forgot it. Yeah, and I don't know if there was anything in this fight that wasn't taken from another fight in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, Some of the stuff reminded me of Keeper of the Lake, The Last Hero of Omega with the Tentacles, Great Google Library, and Alexander, as I mentioned before. We had Ultros from one of the Gilgamesh fights. Um, 
being as so much was borrowed from other content in Final Fantasy fourteen, I kind of assume that Guardian and Final Fantasy six, which I all, all these bosses are from right. Final Fantasy six, right? Um, I guess that he had some sort of ability to mimic other people or other bosses, something like that, uh. Uh, replicate something. In the fight, he does something called load program. So maybe he's loading a it's different ex- boss to exactly replicate. exactly what he's doing. Okay. <laughs> Look at Pete, you're so learning. So I, I was able to get it without having played Final Fantasy VI. I'm so proud but, of you. But uh, still, even if I knew that, I don't think it would have added to it for me because I would have been like, oh, we've already done all this stuff before. Yeah. So this was... By far the least fun I had in the raid, hmm. and I'd probably even go as far to say I did not like this one. Like it wasn't like my least favorite. I didn't like it. I don't even remember it to say whether or not I did. I'm sorry. So moving on. Oh, this was actually the fight that we wiped the most on. So really, I did. I, I did my oh. first time through. Okay, I was like, um, I don't remember dying. I, I actually. In my first time through, I believe we wiped twice, and someone said, "Well, this isn't happening," and left. Oh, my God. I'm like, it's day one, dude. And like the first wipe, okay, we wipe fairly quickly. Second wipe, we got fairly far. Yeah. And then after making that much progress, this isn't happening. You dickhead. Yeah, you're a douche. All right. Um, my favorite fight. Can we move on or do you have more to say? Um, No, that was pretty much it. Just that was the one I did not like. Was the one that we did get tips on. This is Kefka. And in the, the person who was with us in Discord, he actually didn't tell us a lot of tips it was just kind of like, if you see the question marks, those are the ones you're going to stand in. If you don't see that, you don't stand in. And he just kind of like gave us, it was almost like not exactly what to do in the fight, but a basics like, well, this is when he's trying to fool you. And this is when you're trying to do it. So just make sure that you understand the difference in those kind of mechanics. And I don't know, maybe I'm just a crazy person, but Kefka's fight made sense to me. Yeah. Like, it was very logical in my I just head. realized I said I had done everything once as a tank one, and then two of them as a monk. I actually did everything twice as a tank. Yes. I forgot I did everything again with, with you. Yes. Um, I Because really, I was like, no one gave me any tips. I did this blind. <laughs> I really enjoyed Kefka's fight. I liked his actions. I liked how, you you know, how they stacked actions. How, like, oh, you'd have a stack emote. Not emote, but a stack icon. But then he would do an AoE but sometimes it had a question mark and sometimes it didn't. So if you stacked, sometimes you had to be in it and sometimes you didn't. Like you really had to pay attention to your surroundings and the fact that the thing that you either had to look away from or look at wasn't him. You know, I I, I liked the joke that I was like, look at the boobs because there was the little statue that had really big boobs and I was like, don't look at the that boobs. That was around the edge of the arena. Yeah, on the edge of the arena. So it was like, he wants you to look at the boobs. And like, it was just funny. And did did we wipe on that one once? I think we might have. I think maybe i think once yeah and then we got on our second time but it was still just like it was a really fun fight that was when i actually i just really enjoyed that sometimes in this game there's just certain fights for me personally that click i think the shockwave got us on the first one that's how we wiped because if everyone on the group is on the wrong side on shockwave that's it yeah that's yeah oh yeah because i got knocked off yeah i remember that i was like okay um, but I really, I really enjoyed Kefka. So just pay attention to what he's, you know, kind of got that like Riddler meets the Joker kind of trickster element to him in this fight. But remember that he's not the only thing you need to keep an eye on. And those question marks mean that something that looks like it's bad is actually good. Yeah. And I will say as a fight, 
I liked Phantom Train more than yeah, Kefka. You did, yes. As a character, I definitely like Kefka more than the fucking He's train. He's got so many memes. It's I mean, a train can't have that and much character. And the character, character design for Kefka, like, you could tell they cared. They put so much more effort into Kefka's look and his, like, he was, like, a final boss in just a Final Fantasy design level on him. Which and they don't always do even with the recreations. When I was doing this live, uh, Pyroxene in chat told me that that's how he looked in Final Fantasy Dissidia. Uh, so they had oh, something right. to go off of. So they had something like a little cheat for a pre-design or something. But he looked he looked amazing. His makeup, everything. His, um, I loved um, how crazy and wacky he was. The, 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 well, I'm trying to, oh, his expressions. Mm-hmm. His, because it's almost like... I like that they made it so he's got the face paint on, and so you you read that like the purple smile, but you still see his lips beneath it, and so you can see like what face he's actually making within that. I don't know, like those little subtle things for me just kind of look pretty cool. So yeah, the model was ripped directly from Decidia, so that's why they didn't have to put the effort into making him because someone already did. And you were talking about for some of his AOE moves, there was question marks in the moves and question marks in the orbs around him. Uh, that was a little bit reminiscent of the Rabinasty fight, the last one in there, yes. when the, the face lights up and the, the red eyes. eyes or white eyes. Yeah, that's what I that's what I rec- that's what I related it to when we were doing the fight. Uh, but I like it better than that fight. I don't really like that fight. Uh, I actually really like that fight, Ugh. but uh, it was still a lot of fun, even though it was kind of pretty similar to that. Um, but I like when you have to pay attention to fights, mm-hmm. and there are points when. You have to pay attention to things around the arena. There's like a question mark outside the arena that pops up. Let me just say this way. I like when I have to pay attention to fights and not just the name of the spell or the action the mob is doing. I don't like fights when all I have to pay attention to is the name of the spell they're doing. I don't like that. I really don't like that. But if there's a, when they're doing that spell, there's a color or something like I, I prefer or like a design that works better for me than just the words because I because I when I was playing summoner I was really bad because my rotation was so intense I was really bad about actually always reading the name of the spell that was being cast see and not that I don't like the opposite of what you're saying but as a tank a lot of times my back is against what you're looking at Mm. so the first time doing this I was like what are you guys looking at how are you (laughs) avoiding that like I did not know what to do. I think it's oh, called. Oh, like, his sexy, I, sexy I think, face. I think it was called Graven Image. I'm like, I have no idea what Graven Im- Image does. Oh, because the thing was behind. Yeah, you. yeah. And I did not see it at all. And I was like, no one told me. Yeah. Like they're just like, well, this tank. Well, there have been other fights. Like we were just talking about, like the previous Omega, the final one, how he's got like that big black, like black hole mm-hmm. thing in the sky. Wherever I was always standing, it was never in my view. But where you were standing as a tank, it always was. Well, because you learned because it was and you learned to make sure it was in your view. I didn't do that fight all that much. So then you, when you pointed that out to me when I was meleeing as a dragoon, it suddenly that fight never really clicked to me as a caster because I didn't really do it. I was just like, whatever. But as a dragoon and then being up close and then judging the camera, it made me view the fight differently. Yeah. Like, I guess I get that because I'm not going to tank it and I heal and I cast. But so like adding that melee element for me is definitely like I, you play the game differently. And as a tank, I like being able to know what stuff is going to do by just the words because I want to be like, oh, that thing's a tank buster. I don't have to look for his hand going up or something like that. Speaking of which, Pete, I think I think it'd be good for you to actually play a caster in some of these final things. I think you would enjoy Red Mage 
because it gives you kind of the best of both worlds and it lets you kind of view the fight as a caster so you kind of understand the I mean in every MMO I've played I've always been a ranged caster but besides not this, this one. so I'm sure I would be able to figure it out eventually I'm not but... saying you wouldn't figure it out I said I think you would enjoy it that's the difference but I enjoy tank I know Except when I want you to tank, and then you just want a monk. Except when everything's been old for three months, and no, I don't want to tank that shit it's anymore. Even new dungeons, I'm like, hey, Bebo, why don't you tank? What like, new dungeons? I want a monk. There's two new dungeons. And I tanked them. Not with me. You didn't. You haven't done them yet. That's not my fault. <laughs> you can't say I didn't do but, it if you didn't even do it. When I do them, you have to tank with me. You can't be like, oh no, I, want I a always monk. tank the new shit for you. Mm-hmm, I'll believe you. It's gonna be two months from now when I'm gonna be like, no, I'm gonna fucking monk. All right, so that was the Omega Sigma Scape raid. Overall, I really enjoyed it. There was just one fight that I did not, I didn't like it. Just going to be honest, didn't like it. You're allowed. Um, so moving on to the dungeons, there isn't much to say about the new dungeons fight-wise. There was nothing really unique or new about them. I don't know anything. I haven't unlocked them yet. Don't ruin it. La, 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 la. And this is what I'm going to say. Both of them had good enough stories that I really enjoyed the dungeons. I want Like, even though that the fights themselves were rinse and repeat type shit. They always are. Which is every dungeon. That's what I expect. So I can't be disappointed by it. That's what... Well, you I, can be, but you shouldn't be. That's what I knew was going to be. Right. Um, I will say that Hell's Lid was my favorite because of the story that we got after that. And that's it? You're going to say? I'm really excited for your reaction to after you do Hell's Lid. Okay. Because I think you'll really enjoy it. Well, I am going to play after the podcast because I haven't gotten to do those yet. So maybe I will be super awesome and actually stream. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was my favorite. Fractal Continuum. Uh, the fight, it's... I had one issue. I don't want to know. With... No, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk about the story. I'm allowed to spoil bosses. Uh, I think it was the second boss. There were... Three, like, images of primals behind the boss. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, these primals are going to come to life and we're going to have to fight them, too. Because it was, like, Sephiroth, Sophia. Hmm. Uh, I forget what the third one was. But instead of them coming to life and having to fight them, it was a little reminiscent of Ultima Weapon mm-hmm. when he just, like, absorbed Garuda or something. You said that. I'm like, they're just going to have their powers. And there was just one move from each of them that the boss did. That's what I would Like, expect. I don't even think we got to the move of the third boss Honestly, Pete, before we to killed me, you it. say this, and I'm like, that's what I would expect in a dungeon. I know, but I was like, oh, it could have been so cool. But it's just a dungeon. Yeah. It's just a dungeon. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to do them and see the story. I that am. was uh, Minish's favorite sh- boss, better than Ultima for sure. It's his, it's his no, boss. Ultima was way better. Oh, I want to do this fight with both of you guys. So I can like hear you talk about who you think was better. And then I did the primal Biako. Mm-hmm. Biaku, I don't know how to say it. Bukaki. Um, no, Biako. Bukaki. No, you were right the first time. What are though. you saying? Hi. Uh, I enjoyed the skydiving part of it. And I realized that. Oh, you showed me that. It's only making my brain think it's skydiving. Really, it's just being on a platform and avoiding AOE. Mm-hmm. But it just seems but like this. It just like seems really cool that we're skydiving and falling while we're doing Go it. Go with it. You know what? It's it's an RP element in your fight. And we'll discuss this a little bit more when you get to it. Mm-hmm. 
And then the Beast Tribe. Again, Pete played all day. I played yeah. for a couple hours after work. And so, I I don't like to not sleep. I really like to sleep. I'm sorry, guys. I don't stay up late and then get three hours of sleep after playing. I'm not that person. So if you want to see everything I did yesterday, you can go to our Twitch channel and watch the videos and uh, see everything I did for eight hours. I streamed for eight hours. The only thing I didn't stream was like when I would log on and just check retainers. After that, I sh- I streamed everything I did. Fair enough. Uh, but I really enjoyed the fight of Byaku, Byako, mm-hmm. Bukaki. I'm going to say all three names every I know, time. I know you are. That's why I'm just staying quiet. Um, and I even went into the extreme version a couple times. And liked it. I think we'll be able to get that down fairly quickly. All right. And then the fucking beast tribe. Oh, no. Like I mentioned earlier, I always assume the quest I need the prerequisites of are from the main scenario. Yeah. This one was not. No. And like I was looking up these quests Mm -hmm. and I'm like, and then I would backtrack and I'd be like, well, that's a fucking eighth occurrent. So, of course, I have that one done. And like the I looked up the prerequisite that they said. And there was no quest given to me from that guy. And it was a quest chain that was started at like level 60. So I had one quest in the middle of the fucking map that wasn't from the person that they had listed on the website. And that was a quest I needed to unlock everything. That quest unlocked the quest from the person I needed. Again, it's a good thing you're pretty. I, you would not have figured out this shit if you had my screen. How is your screen different than my screen? You might have already done that quest and it might have just unlocked for you. If you were in the situation I was in, you would not have got it. I think I would have been better at Googling than you would have been is what I think. I don't think so. I I think so. My Google foo is strong. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So we have a lot to talk about. Pretty much all that we were able to do together was Sigma Scape. Yes. So we'll be talking. We still have a lot to talk about. Not not in this episode, but we still have a lot to talk about in next week's yeah, episode. Yeah, coming up, we'll be talking about the dungeons, Biako, Biaku, Bukaki, um, the uh, Anamanta Beast Tribe. Is that Ananta. how you say it? Ananta Beast Tribe. Uh, one thing we can talk about is a couple of quality of life changes. Uh, the inventory. How do you think? How do you feel about the new look of the inventory? I actually, I, I, I get how it makes more sense. I liked it. It feels in, fat though, right? I liked it in concept. I liked it in description. I don't like it in application. I want it all open on one screen because what it means is I get to see less of my inventory at once, even though I know I get more and I know it's like spread out better and more evenly. But that was the whole point of expanded inventory to be able to see everything. Like. Yeah. And, and now there's. I was like, I even immediately, as soon as I logged in, like went to look at my expanded inventory and I was like, wait, this is? I had mentioned that in FC chat before you logged on. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then you logged in and you're like, I don't like it. Yeah, I'm like, I, I can't. This is it doesn't feel expanded. It feels like I know it's more, but it feels like I only get to see two bags at once when I before I got to see four, you know, of the tabs. And then there, but now there's two tabs. So it feels like I have less inventory space. It's one of those things where you're paying a dollar for something or you're paying 99 cents for something and 99 cents feels like less, even though it's technically like the same amount. It's just the way it feels. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I I don't like it. Yeah. So I was on the fence to begin with, but I think I really don't like it. I I don't really like it. I mean, I, I, yeah, I have yet to um, actually access the Chocobo saddlebags. 
Yeah, so Chocobo Saddlebags, I believe the shortcut is Shift-Control-I to bring that up. Okay. Um, I guess it's okay to put shit you don't use very often in there. <laughs> well, it makes sense. Like, I heard people using, like, their uh, beast totems and... Like, yeah, and well, you, like, no, sigma- beast, beast totems are... Beast tribe totems are in currency now, so primal oh. totems. Primal totems, I apologize. Um, but like stuff like that did make sense to keep in the Chocobo saddlebag because I only had the one evening to play. Um, and I played a little bit today, but it was for something I'm going to talk about in the podcast that P had asked me to do. Um, I haven't gotten to do a lot of the quality of life stuff yet. So I haven't really gotten to play with the Chocobo saddlebags and, and kind of see how that flows. One good thing I saw for the Chocobo, sa- Chocobo saddlebags is that it doesn't really count as your inventory. Right. So you're able to put another map in there. Oh, that's nice. So you nice. can have a gazelle skin map in there. That's nice. You can have a gazelle skin map deciphered, and you can have a gazelle skin map in your inventory. That's a, that's almost a better Greenleaf Minute than the one you gave. <laughs> that's, that's a <laughs> well, really I forgot good to tip. write the Greenleaf Minute. <laughs> so. I noticed, but that's um, a really good tip. That's a great tip, actually. And I saw people also, I saw this on Reddit, uh... People have been putting their fishing gear in there. So mm-hmm. like all their lures and their bait in there. Because there are so many that you need, but not that you need very often. And so, so for like, the 10% of listeners that actually level their fishers, now you know. But it's nice because I have <laughs> a lot of fishing shit. And if I can just put them in there, since I'm not going to be using that for stuff I use often, because you don't want to have to go in there often to switch stuff out. No, makes sense. You put it in there. You're like, oh, I need this bait. Put that into your inventory. Start fishing. So that's a good use for it. Um, so it's not the most ideal solution for anything, but, uh, it does have a purpose. So I'm not going to totally degrade it. Uh, and like Eskimo Nafono says in chat, fishing can be soothing. And, and Minish said it's the master class. And then I responded with that glamour is the end game. Some would say fishing is the end game. Uh, No. Fishing might be the hardest thing to 100%. Catch all the fish. Well, that's that doesn't happen in life, even. Saying all right. I don't know. <laughs> I am leveling my fisher by only doing grand company turn-ins. I have never equipped a fishing rod, and I think I'm almost level forty. I'm like not even like super active on my grand company turn-ins. I just kind of do them when I feel like it. Fishing is actually probably the fastest of all of the. But then it takes. Well, actually, so much I take that inventory. back. It was fastest up to sixty. 60 to 70, I did not you enjoy. You were a grumpy pants, 60 to 70. Oh, my gosh. When you were fishing, I was like, and I'm not going to play because Pete's fishing, and I'm that, just going to go watch some TV. That spear fishing was stupid. Did not enjoy that. You never talked about it at all in the podcast, obviously. That can fuck off and die. <laughs> um, last quality of life I wrote down for this week is you can now resize your dialogue windows. So, like, when the text of an NPC is coming towards you, oh, okay. uh, all you do is right-click it, and then you can pick the zoom, basically. You can go up to 200%, which uh, I think could be good if you're streaming and people are having a hard time reading the dialogue. Make it a little bit bigger. That makes sense. Or if you're blind and you want to uh, see more. And I believe you but. could do that before, but now it will actually save. Like oh. when you log out and okay. log back in. It's part of like your HUD kind of stuff. So that's pretty awesome. Cool. So now, something that I did not do at all. That you like literally assigned I, me. I, I will tell you this. I pressed C to bring up my character. And I was like, oh, there's a new button. It says glamour plate. I'm going to press it. And it said, you cannot do that here. And I said, fuck off. I'm done. 
I, I did the exact same thing actually on our first day. I was like, well, I ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, this The glamour plates, glamour dresser system is actually what Pete asked me to look into because he didn't want to deal with it. And he knows that a lot of people have been having questions about this because again, I know it's not- All two of you. <laughs> See how it feels, Avi? Except it's wrong. Um, I, like again, we know that glamour is something that's just kind of on the side, but it is something that affects how you do everything. I, I would honestly, I would not say glamour is on the side for the vast majority of the it's game. It's not. It's really not. Like many people, I love glamour. This is their shit. Like it this, is a shit. This is like they're like, I'm gonna make a badass so, glamour. I'm gonna post it on Tumblr and yeah. I'm gonna get tons of likes. Lots of likes. So. Um, first I'm going to just kind of tell you how to use it. Um, I, I just started really kind of diving into it today. It has some positive elements. It has some negative elements. Um, so don't plan it, but don't panic because the original glamour system has not gone away. So you can still use that. And it's just, you convert all of your glamour prisms into the one type of glamour prism now and use that to glamour individual items. So if you like the way you've been glamouring, this whole glamour plate, glamour dresser system can fuck right off. You're fine. You're happy. You're good. Again, mute me and keep the podcast on. <laughs> but am am I correct that, like, if you just have a simple outfit, like mm-hmm. for me, I just mostly play tank. Yes, and that's the only glamour I have. All my other characters are just whatever the shit they're in. Right. I can make one glamour plate, mm-hmm. and if I get new gear on my tank, just be able to hit that glamour plate and glamour myself yes but there are caveats caveats to it so let me caveats caveats so let me um go through this and then i'll get to that point where i can kind of explain like if you do have one glamour that is great but you can't just be like anywhere and do that okay not anywhere but okay let me let me get through my thing i've got i actually put research and effort into when i do my write-ups unlike you who plays the game and counts that as your research that's the research i play the game i give you my opinion (laughs) All right, so in order to use the Glamour Dresser, first of all, you need to go to an inn. No longer a Glamour Commode. No. Not somewhere that you shit and put on clothes. I still think it's a Glamour Vanity. I'm still standing by that. It's not really a dresser. By by its setup, that is a a vanity. But Square How much do you really know of fashion? That's not about fashion. That's about furniture and interior design, which I actually went to school for. So I know a lot about that. That is a goddamn vanity. You're wearing a shirt with the tag on the outside. It's just tucked out. Don't judge. Tucked me. out, not tucked in, but tucked out. It was tucked, untucked. There's, it's in now. It's a Batman shirt. Jerk, call me out for the piece people can't see. Okay. So again, in order to use your glamour dresser, you have to go to an inn, which is again in one of the major city states. It looks like a vanity, which is basically a dresser with a mirror on top. So when you click on it, you actually get this great animation where everything like opens up and slides out and you see these rainbow colored, super shiny crystals inside. I honestly really love the animation of the dresser. So even if you don't want to use it, it's it's a very well designed animation of just like, what? That's what happens. It's exactly how it happens. Um, so when you open up, when you click on your glamour dresser, there are going to be two windows that open on the left is going to be a glamour dresser window. And on the right is your glamour creation window. And the one on the right shows you all of the gear that you currently have on your character that can be converted to a glamour, which is pretty much all of your, your, 
items. But remember that you can only store 200 items total in that dresser. So if you want to add another item, once you've got those 200, you're going to have to delete something that's in your dresser in order to add that new one. However, when you create, take an item and make it a glamour item, you lose that item. Mm -hmm. So then if you then delete the glamour, it's gone in its entirety. So you want to make sure what you delete is something you will never use again, or you can buy for relatively cheap because it's a, you know, kind of a one shot sort of situation. So, so only if I turn in my new tomes for a piece of gear, a piece of 360 gear, I think it is now, mm -hmm. I don't want to use that as a glamour because it will destroy that piece. I want to keep it. Right. And in your case, um, and I'm not, uh, I'm going to wait. Okay. There's, cause there's quite a bit actually. So only put items in your dresser that you were 100% positive that you only want to use for your glamour plates. That's it. Like that. That's what I'm gonna put. There. I can't wait until the next like live letter when they do a Q and A to hear the question. I've already used up all of my 200 spots. When are you going to expand it? Yes, it's gonna happen. So, however, whenever you take one of those items and add it to your glamour dresser, it actually requires a single glamour prism per item. That is when you're using your glamour. Oh, just prisms. to put them in there. Yeah, when you're converting an item to a glamour, it it requires a glamour prism. But oh, that's good to know, because I had assumed that you could put anything in your vanity dresser, dresser <laughs> um, willy-nilly. Yeah, no. Not and that, like, when you actually wanted to put the glamour on, that's when it would take your crystals. It's actually the exact opposite. So once you've converted it, you use a, you use a prism, but then once, you, once it's converted and you apply it to a set, you never have to use another prism. So... The other thing is that you are now going to want to make sure that you convert all of your older glamour prisms to the new gla glamour prisms. Previously, you had like your leather worker, your weaver, your cloth craft and all that. And this now is what I was going to talk about in the Greenleaf yes. Minute. So you cut me off. I was like, I did my research. Um, so you want to turn in all of those prisms to either a Calamity Salvager NPC, which makes more sense because there's one in a city-state, which is near the inn that you're at. Yeah, so each main city. Yeah, or you can go to Mordana and talk to... Tata Rona or Tata whatever that little the guy that you bought the glamour prisms from before yes like that little dude will also which I'm assuming you know if you have any if you've done it if not just go to the calamity salvager it makes way more sense um the great thing with this change that is if you want to keep a current glamour look but say you receive a better pair of gloves because you're you know doing getting tomes and you get your higher eye level of gloves rather than having to re-glamour those gloves and reuse a um, glamour prism to do so all you have to do is reassign that glamour plate but the caveat that i had mentioned is you have to be in one of the main city states which i think is fucking stupid this is one of my i hate i hate that i can only now change my glamour if i'm in a main city that's dumb the other thing i think is dumb is that i can't dye anything unless i'm in the inn at the dresser so if i want to change the hmm. color of something i have to be in an inn looking at my dresser to re-dye it. I don't like that either. It's it's not as accessible as I could do when I was out because before I could just dye over the glamour, dye over the glamour, and then the original piece kept its same color. So there might be a little more work to do at the beginning because yes. you have to be at an inn, but hopefully over time, if it's a glamour you really love... Well, like I kind of said before, I still stand by what I originally said. It feels like this is a test of how hard this is going to be on the servers. 
and how much data it's going to take. And so they're very limiting with the control of it. And I do expect it to be expanded. I like that they kept the original way to do glamours, but I like that they've implemented this. I think it's a good beginning. Yeah, I mean, it can't hurt, really. And so another thing that can be done that people are doing is people are creating macros for different glamour plates when they change classes that that share gear. So say you have a white mage, a scholar, and an astrologian that don't share like that that share the same gear but say you want your astrologian to have like some cool astro gear set pieces because their gear is really cool looking what you can do is when you change classes you actually have a whole macro assigned when you press that hot bar that changes your glamour plate at the same time so that that way you're kind of like building into the code a way that that character looks different even though it's still the same gear so this is about glamour so i was only half paying attention to what you said but are you saying that uh Let's say, for instance, I loved my glamour, but I loved it in metallic green and metallic blue. Mm-hmm. Is there a way for me to have a paladin with both of those and I could switch yes. just by a macro? Okay. Yeah, or just by changing the glamour plate. But, but you I could, could do a macro. You could do to... it a, well, you'd have to do two separate macros. So if it was both paladin, it wouldn't make sense. But say you wanted your warrior to be blue and your paladin to be green. And then instead of, you know, going to the recommended gear set and putting it on your assigned gear set, you'd have a little button assigned to your hotbar that you used a macro to kind of tie all those together so that when you go to your warrior, suddenly your gear's blue. And what it does is it changes your gear set. But the thing is, so say you go to your warrior and you, you assign the blue gear set, and then you just change back to Paladin without using your macro that puts it green. When you change back to Paladin, your gear will still be blue unless you change the gear plate again, the mm. glamour plate. So you have to make sure that... So I also discovered... Another thing is, because I was messing with this a bit. So you can combine the old glamour system with the new glamour system. So say I have a pair of PvP gloves from a healer that I don't want to... I'm not ready to turn into a glamour yet, a glamour item. I want to keep that item for its stats. So I created a glamour plate for my healer that doesn't include gloves. And then I glamoured those gloves using the old system over my existing gloves. So you can make a plate that's a partial plate. You don't need to do a full plate. Right, but... Then I created a gla- another glamour plate for my healer that included all of the gear, including gloves. And then when I, I equipped that glamour plate, okay, mm. then, which was fine, it all works. And then I go back to my previous glamour plate. The gloves didn't transfer. It, she kept the gloves from the previous glamour plate. So I had to re-glamour those gloves back to the piece that wasn't a glamour piece. I don't know. If, I hope that makes sense. Um... But that was something that to me was like, okay, I need to like remember this. Um, the other items is thing is that um now you can actually use items that are stored in your armoire. One thing I discovered that's really annoying as well is that you cannot store anything in your armoire unless it's repaired 100%. The, the reason this is more annoying than anything else is that if you're trying to store an item when you're in an inn and it's not 100%, you can't repair it in the inn. So then you have to leave the inn repair it or get it repaired, go back to the inn and and store it. So I highly recommend going to a house with an armoire in it and a mender, or if you have all the stuff you need to mend it yourself and do it there or and just mend everything before you try to put it in the armoire. Because otherwise, you're not going to be happy. It's really I feel like in the little bit of time that you were working on your glamour plates and stuff and having to use the armoire, you half understood how much I hate the armor. Yeah, a little bit. I kind of got it a little bit. Because I just, I forget about it. I put stuff in there and kind of forget about it. Um, You can, the so, other thing. Uh, uh, there, when you put stuff in your armor, 
armoire. Uh, when you go to make your glamour plate, there is a button to access your armoire. Yes, which I'm, I'm not, it's it's pretty obvious once you're doing it. But one thing I do want to comment because that was that was actually one of the biggest thing I had been hearing people say. They couldn't figure like, it out. Why can't I convert this into a glamour? It's because it's accessible. You can put it in your armoire. So they want you to do that to save spaces on your yeah. glamour spots, which is great. And and the way you figure that out is when you try to put an item into a glamour. You try to convert it to a glamour, it's not available. If it's not available, try your armoire. If it's there, that's your answer. I figured I actually didn't even think of that as a thing because I figured it out so quickly. But the so other, a lot of people asking. Yeah. Sorry guys, I'm not trying to be a dick. The other thing I did notice, which was really frustrating, is that when you store an item in your armoire, it loses any dye you've applied to it. So if you've got an expensive you've got that expensive mm. jet black dye. You may just want to glamour it manually. You may not want to put it in your armoire for that because you're going to have to re-dye it. So mine was just a, mine was a metallic yellow dye, but which is not that expensive, but still not cheap. So I had to repair it, store it. That's super annoying. It. Yeah, that's annoying. So that was one thing I was a little bummed about was losing the dye. So this new system is not perfect oh, no, in its new it's a, implement, but it's a implementation. Beginning. It's a beginning and no one expect if you expected it to be perfect, you have not been playing this game or paying attention to this game. Um Oh, what so when you are creating a glamour plate, you have to do it in the inn and you have to do it at the dresser. Um but I haven't messed with this much. Supposedly, you can edit a glamour plate when you're in a city state like if you want to dye it, but I didn't have luck with that. I'd read that hmm. you can dye it. Just in a city state, but I still had to go to the dresser. So I, I, I personally found that I can only make changes to it at the inn. If other people had different experiences with that, let us know. Um, but the biggest thing that everybody wondered about was that this does not get around class, race, or gender restrictions. So, Boo? Oh, so I can't do like that super cool healer gear on my tank? No. No healer gear. I actually tried to. I, I, I wanted it because it kind of like it allows you to put that healer piece into your glamour plate for you know, your tank, and then go, then it says, oh, this may not show up on that class. It kind of warns you. Another tip is, like I said, when we're doing the different macros for like your tank and your warrior, do not glamour a weapon. I did read that. Yeah. Yeah. If you put a paladin weapon on, you're obviously not going to be able to equip that to your warrior because it's, or the weapon itself might just might not show up. So if you want to do one glamour for all, like all your tank class, don't assign them a weapon so right. you can just do manually them. glamour the weapon. Use the old glamour system to glamour the weapon. Don't do the new one. So that's sorry guys, I know that was long. Um I I tried to make it comprehensive, but also kind of take the things I learned into account. Um I'm sure I didn't I know I didn't cover everything. This was me watching someone else's guide so I could get their knowledge and then also messing with it myself. Yeah. And kind of combining the two so I could make sure I gave you guys as much information on this new glamour system as possible. And I mean this is our day one impressions. Right. So Day one impressions to start playing with next it. Next week you'll get a little more comprehensive. I, we played around with stuff. I like I like the ability because as someone who heals different classes, um, I like the ability now that I can have two different healer glamours that I really like and swap between them without having to like find the gear and blah, 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 blah. Like I just have these plates and I can like change out my glamour when I feel like it as long as I'm in a main city state. I, I like that. I also really, really appreciate that Square Enix did not just go do away with the old glamour system. Mm-hmm. That was very smart of them. Yeah, that would have been a little crazy. People would have been pissed. Yeah. People would have been pissed. So keeping the old glamour system was probably one of the smartest things they did while implementing this new one. 
And I just want to talk about this really quickly. It wasn't on the outline or anything. But on stream right now, we're all being held by our claw mount. Which They're is, creepy as hell. Which is a new mount that they've added to the game. And the way you get this is by going to the person in Old Gridania, I believe, mm. uh, near the waterfall. The person that you would go to when you get achievements. The closest ether crystal is the Lancer Guild. Okay. I know you didn't... Um, Get the guy's name, but if you go to the Lancer's Guild and then walk to like the pond, there's a guy there who wants to hear your tales. We should have looked him up beforehand. It's a very creepy mount. I think it's funny on Alala. I think on everyone else, it looks like it's like little fingers are stabbing into your back and have murdered it you. It looks like the robots have one and they're just disposing of the bodies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. So we need to make like a zombie glamour that's like the, the, the glamour plate you use when you're utilizing this mount. So... The person that you got all your previous achievement gear from, mm -hmm. that's who you're going, going to go to. And basically, all your achievement points have been converted into... A sort of currency. Certificates. Yeah, some sort of currency. He also has a, a minion that is like a little Chinese lion. Basically, a lot of stuff that we got as veteran rewards are in there now. Right, but the, the, the minion I was just referring to, the little lion, is also new. Today. Yeah. So that's where you can go to get that mount if you were curious. And it's not expensive. Like Pete had, I mean, we've been playing this game for a while. You had 140. 49. Yeah, experience of those achievement points. And this mount costs six. So, you're, you know, it's, you're fine. Um, yeah. And I think you only had that many because you're a tank. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now it's time for the community roundup partner i still love that one i know you keep wanting to change it but that's my favorite and being that it's the beginning of a new patch there are a couple of websites that i always go to to find new items or to figure out melds and they are garlandtools.org and ffxiv.ariala.com and i go to garland tools when i just need to know or when I know the name of an item and I need to figure out how to make it or where to gather it. Or when you're frustrated with Avi who's asking what the recipe is required for an item and he goes, and just go, go to Garland Tools. I'm like, what is this website? I've never heard of this. And he's like, I talked about this on the podcast. I'm like, I don't remember this at all. You should do that again. <laughs> so go there when you want to find out how to get an item. And then mainly what I use ffxivariala.com for is my crafting melds. So there's new crafting gear to make and there were new requirements for making it. So I'll go there to figure out my melds for the new pieces to make. And you can also go there to figure out melds for your battle classes as well. You can compare like Best in slot, everything. Sigma Scape gear compared to the new Tome gear and figure out which one's going to be better for you. Uh, stuff like that. So it's very helpful. Go check out all of those two sites. All those two sites? All of those two sites. Which are garland, garlandtools.org and ffxiv.ariala.com. And I want to give a little special shout out to a streamer named LM. While I was streaming this uh, day one patch, she was taking a lunch break and uh, did a little raid on our stream and gave us a lot of viewers. Aww. So uh, thanks for that, Krev. And she's a really good streamer, so check out LM. She shows her kitty cat a lot, which I like. And not in a perverted way, but in an adorable... I think that's a different person than you're thinking of. Oh, sorry. I just remember the person with the kitty cat. Yeah, you know one person. <laughs> I do. I like kitty cats. Uh, so now it's time for some listener reaction. 
Dalton Suter tweeted, had to give up Final Fantasy XIV for a while due to money issues, but will continue to listen to at She Heals I Tank because they're amazing. Hashtag best hashtag FFXIV podcast ever. Oh, Dalton, and that's so sweet. That is so awesome. We Like I said, we need to get the stickers to be able to put stickers. Like that, that's a sticker worthy tweet. I totally don't agree. Like the silence what? is... Pete, okay, Beba, I love you. If you want... I don't believe it. If you want to put stickers on those, you buy the stickers, you put them on the thing. Stop saying we. The sticker thing is your project. I personally would rather it was more of a virtual situation where it's online and it helps with with the social media and, you know, like the representation of the website and the podcast than something that hangs on our physical wall i like physical things i know but this is the internet either way thank you very much dalton that was really sweet and i hope you're back to final fantasy 14 soon and uh in the meantime hopefully we uh keep you entertained with our final fantasy 14 stories yeah i'll tell pd's dumb more often just for you and then chili tweeted i really enjoyed tonight as in last week's she Heals I Tank covered the patch notes and some banter to listen to them here at SheHealsITank.com or catch them on Twitch. Thanks again for the birthday wishes. And I hope you enjoyed your emote of Pretty Please Chili. I'm sorry it took me so long to actually get it to you. I'm kind of the worst. And you have me to thank for that. He did remind me. The hard thing for me is that um, I can't like even buy it at work. Like I can't purchase anything because it's all blocked at work. So I had to make sure I remembered it at home and I was like busy that week and so but thank you for sending me the well, image of you using the emote it was adorable the real hard thing was he said pretty please and you didn't even know that nope. was an emote didn't and i had to whoop. email you it was a whoop right over the head like would you want an emote pretty please okay like not a oh that's the emote like i if pete hadn't been there for me to, to translate for me chili i never would have even like acknowledged that that was the emote you wanted I emailed her the next day at work. I'm like, he said he wanted the pretty please emote. Have you done that yet? And you're like, I didn't even know that it was an emote. I didn't even know. Like, I knew it was. I remember seeing it, but like, just whoop, out of my brain. But yeah. And that's it for the listener reaction this week. We'd love to hear about what you're doing for 4.2. So send us an email. She heals, I tank. Let me know your new glamours. I know the new uh, PVP sets are pretty great looking. So I'd love to see what you guys have going on. I think that's going to be it for tonight. It is. As always, we enjoy hanging out with everyone here on Twitch, and we love all of you taking the time to listen to us on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, all that stuff. You really are the core of this podcast. I know we talk about Twitch, and we talk about the streamers and the people subscribing and all that stuff, because Pete just... He's because we get to see them, we get to interact with them, but you are the ones who keep us doing this. So thank you so much for continuing to listen to us and continuing to want me to tell Pete to shut up. I get it. It's it's all of us. I'm doing it for you. You guys can tell me to shut up by emailing. But at least he shaved his beard and trimmed his hair, so he looked less like a hobo. But uh, I d- thank you guys so much. Um, Maybe I'm just on my first day of hoboing. Oh, he's a new hobo. He's a baby hobo. Um, so yeah, thank you guys. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week and are really excited for patch 4.2 and we would love to see what you are excited for in the game and any of the fun glamours or tricks you may have learned to do with the glamour plates. I'd love to hear about that. So um, let us let us know if you've been running into those ghosts. We'll talk to you guys next week. I'm Avi Ale. I'm Vegan Pete. Bye. Goodbye.